Hello, welcome to VergeCast. My name is Foster Toth. I'm excited to be with you here today. It is super exciting. I love being on the Zoom call right now because I'm not super awkward and corny starting this off. But um, on the Zoom call, we are doing a podcast episode all dedicated just to what is it like to be a high school girl and all the different pressures and challenges that come with that. But with this, without further ado, I want to introduce the host of today's episode, which is our very own Sam Stooksberry. Everyone's shouting, hitting <laughs> trash cans. Everyone's super excited. And so, Sam, I want to thank you. And also, I don't know, again, you can cut this if I'm not supposed to say, but Sam is pursuing her master's degree here soon. I sure and, am. Yeah, in and, a biblical counseling with a uh, specification in crisis and trauma so hopefully in august i'll be starting that up i'm really excited and that's exciting i just got with this anyone who listens to this i want to take advantage of this platform to say if anyone's talked to sam you know that that's a right for alley of someone who's just intentional to listen to and talk to and it's incredible and so to her serving our student ministry but also just churches and other teens is just amazing so I can't personally think of a better person to do this, and I'm absolutely excited about it. So without further ado, Sam, she's going to take over the rest of this episode, introduce our girls who are on here with us, and that's kind of the end of me. So enjoy, actually, a good podcast for once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Foster, for having us. And uh, before I get too deep into um, the waters of what we're talking about today, I just want to introduce to you the students that we have on today's podcast. So um, we're talking all about um, what it's like to be a high school girl um, and what it's like to just kind of walk the halls of your school every day, the challenges that you guys have to face, um, especially being believers. Um, And so we are really excited to learn from these girls today. And um, it was hard to choose just three because I feel like so many of um, our Verge students could really um, talk about this. But I have Mia Leone with me um, here, and she is a senior at Lowell High School. Um, And then I have Zoe Cordum, and she is a sophomore at Crown Point High School. And then we have McKinley Kowser, who is a freshman at Crown Point High School. Um, So I'm excited for you guys to hear from them. We are excited to uh, just learn more about Um, you know, what it's like to be a high school girl in 2020, because believe it or not, at one point, I was a high school girl myself. Um, And that, although it was not that long ago, I graduated in 2011, a lot has changed within that time frame, um, a lot. And so sometimes it's hard for me to relate to what you guys have to go through, because you guys are walking through some deep waters at school. Um, so I'm just going to pass it off to you guys and just start it off with our first question. If you, in three sentences-ish, um, can tell people what it is like to be a high school girl, how would you explain that in about three um, sentences? Well, for me, um, every high school girl like wants to be a part of something, whether that's sports or something artsy or just like any different club. Um, and because of like the diversity of like what you can choose to be a part of clicks form like almost instantly like I wish there was a way to like kind of avoid that but there really just isn't and the people that you surround yourselves whether that be like healthy friends or maybe unhealthy friendships everyone is going to hold you to a certain standard like depending on like that unspoken social hierarchy 
Um, and like, especially if you present yourself as a believer, people are going to hold you to even higher standards because of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really insightful. Thanks, Mia. Anyone else want to chime in on that one? Well, what I, I was very similar to Mia by like standards. So you're going to, you're going to feel like you have to live up to impossible standards and expectations. And you're going to feel like you're in competition with every other girl but you have to dig deep to that core of you're not in competition with every other girl because we're all on the same team every one of us is dealing with something and honestly none of us really know what we're doing so you just have to remember not to put your trust in the standards of high school because you'll literally just fall flat on your face if you do that you just have to put your faith and trust in the lord and although that seems hard because everyone around you is doing all of these things and talking about all of these things. As long as you have your solid rock and the Lord is your foundation, then you won't be shaken. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love how you guys are talking about the um, like competition side of it almost because I mean, in every movie that talks about high school um, and those dynamics, you always see that competition side. And that's, that's a pretty accurate representation. It's not you know, it's not always so intense, but you do feel that in some way, shape, or form. So, Zoe, what about you? What do you want to tell us about high school? Um, I feel like it can be fun sometimes, but I feel like it also can be, like, kind of scary because I feel like you're always being judged sometimes. So, like, I know for me and all my friends, it's like, you go to the bathroom all the time, look in the mirror, make sure you, like, look acceptable, or you're like, oh, do I have, like, stuff in my teeth? Like, that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you kind of just have to remember that, like, everyone's feeling that way. So, like, it's not really that everyone's looking at you because everyone's also feeling that way, like, self-conscious, too. So, kind of just, like, something for me is I like to um, help others know that they look good. So, complimenting people and just, like, because everyone feels that way. So, if you can help someone else feel um, not alone that way. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we kind of talked about like the pressure that we feel and we um, talked about the comparison and the competition side of it. So how does being a Christian, like how do you navigate those waters of like not falling into that competition side, not falling into the comparison and, um, you know, getting caught up in like all the wrong things? How does being a Christian help you separate those two worlds? Um. One thing that I've noticed about like non-believing high school girls is that everyone like always wants to have like this authenticity and diversity themselves. But at the end of the day, everyone just seems like they're copying each other. And it's like no one has anything that's unique to them or like is their own personal truth. And I feel like with us being believers, that really sets us aside because that gives us a sense of purpose and direction. And we put our faith and trust in something that might not be true for everyone else, but we know it to be our own truth, which is really comforting for me. So, Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. And it really helps you go into high school with a different mindset because um, we know that our value is not in the clothes that we're wearing and it's not in the way that we look. Um, although it's easy to get caught up in that mindset, we know that our value is in Christ. So I love that. Thanks. Oh, well, I'll go. Um, <laughs> In high school, you often feel like you have to live up to a lot of standards and expectations regarding your social life, relationships, your body, 
and like your image towards other people. And I often hear people say, say certain things or do certain things that as a high schooler, you're expected to do or be. And I've noticed that people set those standards to satisfy themselves. They use those experiences and standards as a foundation, similarly to like the foolish man that builds his house on the sand, is they use those standards as a foundation for their life. And people that don't follow Christ feel the need to satisfy themselves with earthly desires. But as a Christian, we can find that satisfaction in Jesus. He is our foundation. And unlike others, he is a firm one and a really, really firm one at that. And he's a solid rock. And if there's anything that you want to build your life on, it should be him. Yeah. Wow. I could not have said that better. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Kind of going back to what Mia said about finding your value in Christ. Like that's something that we have to hold on to is like finding our value in Christ. But for others who don't know Christ, it's super hard. Like I'm sure because they they're, they don't know what to find their value in like girls. Like they try to find their value in boys. They try to find their value in like their acceptance from their friends. So like that's definitely like a common struggle for girls who don't know Christ. And so that's why it's important for us who do know Christ to be a light to others. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I know this question wasn't really like in our notes that I had sent you guys earlier, but like, how have you guys helped your non-believing friends? Because I'm assuming all of you guys in some way, shape or form have non-believing friends. Um, so how have you kind of led by example to those friends or to your classmates um, to point them in the direction of a firm foundation, which is Christ? Um, I found myself a lot last year praying for my friends. Like I remember one time I walked into class and my friend who I sit next to was like kind of crying because she was super stressed out. I remember just like kind of like going up to her, like sitting next to her and being like, hey, like what's wrong? She was telling me about it and I was like, hey, let's just pray about it. She kind of looked at me like, oh, that's kind of weird but like, she still let me. So at the end of that, she was like, that was really nice. And I kind of feel better. And then like, that was the first time that I'd ever like tried that. So I found myself doing that a lot more. And it kind of like gets you feeling a little bit more comfortable to share your faith with people. Um, and it also like kind of opens the eyes to others. And also them hearing you pray can like help them if they want to like ever pray so they can hear what it's like so it's not super scary for them because I try to make it like a little flexible and not like super scary sounding so yeah that's awesome that's really encouraging and I know that I looking back at my high school years did not do things like that because I just fell into fear time and time again so that's really encouraging to hear that you set that fear aside and like I mean, yeah, she could have said like, no, I don't want you to pray for me. That's totally weird. But you just stepped out boldly in faith. And that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. Mia, did you have something? Uh, yeah, that's awesome, Zoe. I was kind of going to um, go off of that. But one thing that I learned is that people's sinful nature is not to react in kindness. And I feel like just genuine kindness is not common, especially in non-believers. Um, but one thing that I've learned is just to like live through the example of Christ and just love people just because, you know, not because I'm trying to get something out of it or I want something in return, but loving them without an agenda because that's what Christ did. And I want to follow that example out of obedience. 
And a lot of people, like, that won't go unnoticed, you know? Like, I would be, you know, talking to the one girl at the lunch table who didn't have a whole lot of friends, and, you know, all of my friends would be like, well, why are you talking to her? What is she going to give to you, you know? I'm like, I don't need anything out of that, because what does Christ gain out of, you know, loving us? Like, we didn't do anything to earn that. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you for sharing. McKinley, do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, so I it's always been a struggle for me to bring up faith in conversations because I have anxiety and um, it's, of course, there's that fear of, oh my goodness, what's, what are they going to say? What's going to happen? Am I going to lose this friend because I bring up faith? And that's always been something that I'm str- I've struggled with. And I found that, um, I like to invite my friends to verge because I feel like that's something that it just kind of shows the fellowship that is Christianity. And um, whenever I want faith or something like that, I'll be like, hey, why don't you come to verge on Sunday? And, you know, we can hang out and I can just show you some really cool stuff and maybe you'll like it. And so that's always kind of been like, that's always helped me bring up faith more in conversations. And it's just really encouraging to know that you have that fellowship in Christ because of Verge. And it's really, it's really helped me a lot in bringing up that, in bringing up faith in conversations with friends. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's really cool too, because since you guys are so involved and um, since Verge and church and um, like all that is very much a part of your lives, it's easy for that to come up in conversation when people are like, oh, you know, what do you do this weekend? And it's like, oh, well, Sunday I, you know, went to church and then went to Verge. And it's like, oh, you know, what's Verge? So it kind of just naturally brings up that conversation. Um, and that's really cool that you guys are taking those steps to do that. And going off of what Mia said, like the genuine kindness of Christians, like that's, that's how I picture Jesus is like to be one of those people that you're just like, there's something so different about him. And he is just so beautiful in the way that he treats others. And so that's really encouraging to hear that um, you guys are doing that. So the next question that we have um, is what are some common ways that high school girls build each other up? And then what are some common ways that they tear each other down? So if you want to answer both of those. Um, I feel like social media definitely plays a big role in that. Um, in both ways, I feel like, especially in the time that we're in right now, it's kind of a blessing because we get to interact with our friends. But um, I feel like on Instagram, when girls post pictures, there's always like comments like, oh, you look so pretty and stuff like that. That's always a way that friends are building each other up. But I feel like there can almost be like a fakeness to that too, where it's like, if you know someone who like, isn't very nice to you, but then they're like commenting on your posts that things like that like you don't you don't know if they're like being nice or if they're just trying to like mock you so also I feel like um another way like that's not super public girls talk to each other like in private like one-on-one like just gossiping about other people and saying oh I don't like her because of this and this she said this and this and then that gets spread really fast because girls can be pretty petty and things spread really fast so it's definitely social media that can help spread it really fast um, I'm going to start on the negative that way I can end on a good note. Um, but one thing that I've experienced is that like in toxic friendships, like when it comes to girls, when you're, when you build a genuine relationship with somebody, you, 
feel vulnerable enough to, you know, express what you're insecure about. And toxic people will make stabs at those insecurities so that eventually you'll get to the point where the only thing that you can find security in is back to that person, you know, back to that friend group or back to that relationship, which like is really messed up. But when it comes um, to like something that's comforting for me being, you know, a young woman of God is that like, people are going to fail us. Like that's been a known fact for years. Um, but it's really comforting to know that we don't have to find our insecurity in that. Um, and on a positive note, like when it comes to building each other up, it's like something that really sticks with me is when someone goes out of their way to just like say something kind and not even about like so many girls will give compliments. Like Zoe was saying on Instagram, like, Oh, you look so pretty. But it's like, when you get a compliment that's not based on your appearance, but is based on your heart or your attitude about something, like that resonates with me so much more than like, hey, your outfit looked nice today, or hey, I like your hair today. So that's just something that I really appreciate. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of gives like you a glimpse into how people are really seeing you. So like when someone is commenting like, oh, your outfit looks cute. It's like, well, anyone can buy this outfit from H&M. But when someone is commenting on your character, um, that is like a whole a whole different level of appreciation for that. So really insightful. Thank you. Um, McKinley, what about you? So what I found is like I often see girls wearing things that are not modest. <laughs> and of course, there's nothing wrong with being confident in your body and being confident in yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But I often find things, there are certain things that, that girls do that set, again, certain standards for your body more specifically to the point where you're like, oh my goodness, if I don't look like this, everyone's going to hate me, blah, blah, blah. But the beautiful thing about humanity is that we're not supposed to all look the same. And we're not all cookie cutter. Um, we don't want to be cookie cutter because then there's no variety. And it just shows the beauty of our humanity by, by the variety that we have. But there are, there are a lot of things that girls can do that can tear each other down. But more importantly, um, how girls can bring each other up is, honestly, girl power is legit. Like, I, girls are just massive support groups. And it's awesome when you find that group of friends where if someone says something bad about themselves, like I've seen this personally, where someone will say something bad about themselves and then the entire group will just start hyping them up. And it's amazing to see like how we kind of like, it's, it's kind of hard to explain as to like, there's this mutual feeling of we're, we're all like there for each other. And so it's, it's very difficult to explain because it's more of a feeling and not really something you can put into words. But it's just really cool to see, like, girl power work because girl, girl power is a thing, and it's awesome. Yeah, it is, it is really, really cool. And something that I love about Verge Girl is getting to see everyone come together um, and worship together and spend time in fellowship together and eat tons of food together. Um, and just like seeing that community play out in an event like Verge Girl, that's always super encouraging for me. And my favorite part is just watching you guys interact and meet new people um, and talk to other believers who maybe you had never 
introduced yourself to before. So that's super encouraging. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about comparison. And I mean, even throughout this question too, it just comes back to like, we compare ourselves to others and people are gossiping and slandering each other. Um, and so there's a book that I want to recommend that's called Seated with Christ. Um, and it's about comparison and finding um, your confidence in the Lord. And it's really good. It's a pretty easy read, um, but it's a super, super helpful book that just talks about the fact that we already have a seat at the table and that is with Christ. Um, so for anyone who is a big reader, Seated with Christ is a good one. Um, so the next question is, what promises of God help mold who you are as a girl? So one big thing for me that's like super comforting is so often as a girl, I'll feel like out of place in my environment. I'm like, oh, this feels off. This doesn't feel right. I don't feel comfortable here. And God's like, yeah, you're not supposed to. Like, this is not our eternal home, which is something that's just brings me so much peace. Um, in 1 Peter 5, verse 10, it says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So like, if you're not comfortable in your own skin, it's like our bodies are broken. We are damaged. Like our DNA is embedded with sin. Like one day in Christ, we are going to be perfected and we're going to be at our true home, which is in heaven with him. So that just brings me a lot of peace. Um, definitely for me, I have two. Um, one of them, it's not necessarily like a promise of God, but it's something that really helps me not get wrapped up in earthly things. It's also my life verse. It's Acts 20, 24. But, it, but I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish the race and the ministry that I receive from Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So it just kind of reminds me of my mission that I'm here to spread the gospel and I'm here to bring people closer to God. And again, it just helps me not to get wrapped up in earthly things. Whereas something that's really helped me through tough times is Isaiah 43, 2. Um, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not, they will not sweep over you. But when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. That's just something that it's helped me through a lot. Um, when I was in seventh and eighth grade, I had a really, really tough time with learning to love myself. And I had a lot of trouble with some toxic friends in seventh grade. And in eighth grade, I had a lot of trouble with self-doubt. And it's, it's really encouraging to know that through that entire time, even if I might not have seen it then, I see it now, that the Lord was by my side throughout that entire thing. And it just gives me so much encouragement now to know that even through that time, the Lord was with me. Um, and I know that because one example of the Lord just being by my side is when I was really, really struggling, my mom recommended uh, going to therapy. And I was all for it. I was, I was really, I was really excited. But the one place that we wanted to go to didn't have an opening for a few months. But, and so I was really worried as to what was going to happen within those few months. But a few weeks later, we got a call saying that they had an opening, 
which is really cool to see how it was supposed to be months before we would actually get one. And in a few weeks, we had one, which was just kind of shows that the Lord's with you. And even and even through those tough times where I was dealing with a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-hate, um, when I was diagnosed with anxiety, and when I was just going through a real rough patch, just knowing that the Lord is by my side through all of that is such an encouragement that I would not be who I am today if I had not gone through that entire thing. And I know that now, even if then I was like, why are you doing this, Lord? Now I know that it has set me up for who I am today, which is really, really cool how the Lord can turn a terrible situation into one that molds you to become who you are. Yeah, that is so encouraging. And that's such a good reminder that like whatever you're going through right now, um, because I know some people are going through some really tough times right now. It's hard to see that there will be an end to it. And it's hard to see that God is working in that because even though it's painful, even though um, it's challenging and confusing, a lot of the times we have no idea why it's happening. Um, that's really a great reminder, McKinley, of how how the Lord works during those times to um, make us more to be like him and to make us grow in him. So that's super encouraging. Thanks for sharing that. Zoe, what about you? Uh, yeah, to add off of that, I really like the um, saying that God is good, God is always good, and that things will work out for God's good. Um, and like, that's always just been a thing that like I've thought about. But recently, I heard Pastor Steve say something once about how um, God's definition of good is sometimes different than our definition of good. And that's something that's stuck with me and that I've used um, when talking to my friends, because if they're going through a hard time, and they're like, how is any of this like good? If, if God is good, how is any of this good? And I just like to remind them that like God's definition of good is different than ours. And just because it's bad for us doesn't mean it's not good for him. Like everything is going to work out for God's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And the last question before we wrap it up here is in what way can youth groups support high school girls? Um, and how can we disciple you guys better? Because um, there may be people from other youth groups listening. So this isn't just for Verge, like this is for all youth groups out there. Well, something that I like about our youth group is um, having our small groups as just a place that we can grow with each other and like love each other. And um, I don't know, I feel like it's just a place where we can feel comfortable to share things um, and say things and not feel judged. And definitely just like our youth group as a whole is um, a place where people feel loved, I know. And um, just creating an environment that's always like, you can feel free to be yourself is really important for anything, anyone's personal growth. How do you think that like we create that environment to be loving towards each other? Because I know that a lot of it depends on the students and it's not just something that Foster Andrew and I can um, solely rely on ourselves, but we rely on the students a lot to do that. So how do you think that culture kind of happens? Um, there's always like leaders that are saying hi to people. And, but then it's also got to be part of like students too. Like I know if you're like a regular attender and you see new people, it's important to reach out to them to make them feel loved. Cause those are the people that probably need to feel the love because you've been there for a while. You, 
like you know it's a good it's it's a nice place for you to feel comfortable but then you have to start showing that comfort that you feel in that environment to others so it's just stepping out of your comfort zone to making someone else feel the love that you feel yeah that's that's really good stepping out of your comfort zone to make someone else feel comfortable that's huge I feel like you hit the nail on the head with that what else what are some ways that youth groups can support high school girls in better discipling them um, Zoe, I really like what you said. That was awesome. Um, to kind of go off of that is like, just openness and vulnerability is super obvious. Like when you walk into a room, you can feel whether it's tense or whether it's comfortable. Um, and to kind of go off of what Zoe was saying about, um, like small groups, just having leaders who are willing to share their story first, willing to be the first ones to step out of their comfort zone because if I am like looking up to a mentor or someone of that sorts, that's just being so open and honest with me, like that makes me feel want to be like honest with them or it just provides like a comfortable and like welcoming environment, which I think is just really, um, really been. Yeah. We, we can't expect you guys to be open and honest. Um, if we're not honest about things that maybe we've struggled with or things that we've experienced in high school and middle school years. So yeah, that's really good. McKinley, what about you? So my eighth grade small group was honestly one of the best experiences I've ever had because in my eighth grade small group, never like we could not get through one session without at least one person crying. And I mean, of course, it's not really good when someone cries, but when you think about it, it just shows how comfortable we were around each other and how vulnerable we could be because, again, we are not competing with each other. <laughs> we're all on the same team and just learning that we're all on the same team by being able to be vulnerable with each other is such a huge thing. And just being able to talk through issues that you're dealing with surrounded by people that you're comfortable with is one of the most amazing feelings ever. Um, and one thing that I love about our youth group is that it's, it's really good at erasing the standards and expectations that are set for women or men or kids in general. And it just kind of shows that again, we are all on the same team and we all need each other to get through life. And more importantly, we all need the Lord as our coach to get us through this whole thing. And it's amazing how vulnerable we can be with each other. And one of my favorite things is how vulnerable the leaders and um, the speakers are <clears throat> during Verge. And it just shows that, again, none of us are perfect. We're all insecure and none of us really know what we're doing at all. And that's why we need the Lord as our light to guide us through whatever's going on. Yeah, that's really awesome. Thank you guys so much for sharing and um, thank you for all your insight. I know that it can be a little nerve wracking to come on here and like share your experiences and the struggles that you faced and just, um, your experiences in general. So thank you guys so much. This was really encouraging for me and I, I know that it'll be encouraging for everyone who listens too. So um, with that, we are going to close out and um, 
we are just so glad that you guys have joined us here today on the verge cast and we are so excited to uh, see you next week so we'll talk to you guys later